Amen. Brother Savala, we're glad you're here. I want you once again just to obey the Holy Ghost. Do what you feel tonight. Amen. God's going to do a work here tonight. I believe it. God bless you. Glad you're here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, let's love the Lord. Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Hey, Amen. Well, I know what I'm supposed to preach, and I know what's supposed to happen. Let's just see if we can get it there. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God will take us no further than what we want to go. Amen. He doesn't force anybody. He gives his word. He gives uh, the availability of his spirit. Uh, but there's, there's not enough cheerleading uh, that you can get. There's not enough forcing. Amen. You can command somebody to do something, but even if they do it, if it's really not in their heart, it ain't going to work out for them. Amen. I thank God for people that are willing to follow. Well, five of us feel that way. Thank God for five of us. And we'll get there before we're all done. Amen. I told Brother Brother Goff, I said, everybody ought to be up here. At least just an opportunity to be here and see everybody's responses. It just, it's just fun. I just laugh. I have a good time. I, I mean, it's either laugh or get upset. Some folks, and it ain't worth getting upset. So just fun just laughing at them. Amen. Praise God. Anybody happy? Mm-hmm. Are you thankful for the Holy Ghost? Hmm. <laughs> Matthew chapter 3. Matthew, the third chapter. Oh, hallelujah. Now, I know folks are tired. I don't know what week this is, third week, something like that. People are tired, and, and, uh, and I understand all that. I... Uh, I referenced here a few weeks, maybe a week or so ago about the revival that I was in when 1998, my wife and I had just been married a couple of, well, not even quite two years. And uh, it started in January, went till July. And uh, those services, it was a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But most of the time, we didn't get out of service 11, 12 o'clock at night. Sometimes, one time we was, a couple times we were there till one o'clock in the morning. Uh, one time the firemen come in and want to know where the fire was. Somebody reported the church on fire. And, uh, and another service, there was a UPS man driving by, swung in, wanted to know where the, saw this blue whatever. He described it as like a blue flame outside. He come in the church, come down the aisle, got the Holy Ghost. Uh, stuff that you read about and heard about all this, so it marks you. So, so when I come into a revival setting or come into uh, the church, um, my, my mind is, is, 
in those types of things. I know if God can do it then, I still serve the same God's able to do it today. Amen, amen, amen. Matthew chapter 3, one verse of scripture. Thank you for standing in honor to the word of the Lord. Uh, the John, John the Baptist is talking. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Uh, if, yeah, if you have a Bible there uh, that has a, a italicized word, that word with is italicized. Anyone see that? It's got a little funny writing. That, now, just so you know, I study. That's, that's, a, that's a, called an interpolation. It's a, and the word wasn't there in the original, but they put that in there to try and clarify the verse. Uh, and so it would read, it doesn't change the meaning of it all, with the Holy Ghost and fire, meaning the same thing, one and the same. So Jesus, help us over the next few moments. God, across this building, you've done mighty, wonderful things already. God, you see, Lord, tiredness. God, you see all of the natural things, God, that we encounter in life. And God, yet your power and presence is here to do something mighty. God, if we will allow it. Lord Jesus, from the youngest, God, that is seeking the Holy Ghost to the oldest, I ask you, God, that the power of the Spirit, Lord, will be here in a mighty way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Well, praise God. There's a couple folks getting into it. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Just a little while tonight, I want to talk to you, preach to you about your response to the fire. You may be seated, Jesus' name. Your response to the fire. John the Baptist comes on the scene. It is of John the Baptist that the Lord Jesus said there is not a greater prophet that's ever been before him or after him. Uh, he is a man that is appointed of God to prepare the way of the Lord. And it is John the Baptist that begins to preach. Uh, and he said, there's one that's coming that's mightier than I. I'm not even worthy to pick up his shoes. Another place he said, I'm not even worthy to latch his shoes. And, uh, I'm not even worthy to be even around his shoes, he says. Uh, uh, but I want you to know that he's coming to baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all just got something just, I, I don't, yeah, I, it's, it's hard to praise God and y'all at the same time. It's just stuff you get to see while you're preaching. Oh, and uh, it's just deep to me. I don't know how you do that. It's very spiritual. Uh, and so he came to baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. Your response to the fire. Now, I understand that the Holy Ghost is referred to in one place as a dove, like a dove. He didn't say it was a dove. It's, if, if, it is, if the Holy Ghost is a dove, I'd hate, to go, I'd hate to go dove hunting with some of you. Amen. I hate to shoot the Holy Ghost. Uh, and so, uh, but it's like a dove. It's, 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 it's flighty and it's, it's easy to be disturbed. 
you can, you can reject it. It just comes and it just lands. It's gentle. But here the, the, uh, the, the writer, he, he didn't say that it's like a dove. He said it's like fire. Holy Ghost and fire. Fire. Fire is pretty neat. Fire, you can, you can uh, if you control it, it can be very, very useful. It, uh, it can warm the water, for which we're all very thankful. Uh, it can warm food, for many of us are very thankful. Uh, some more than others, as you can tell. Anyways, uh, and so uh, I'm, I'm trying. I went, to, I went from preaching to meddling just like that. How about that? Amen. Praise God. Some folks are so afraid, you know, really worship the Lord because of, of my size. Amen. So man, I don't care. Just jiggle for Jesus. Amen. Just do something for Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, got it on there. Might as well just use it all for the glory of God. The fat is the Lord's. Hallelujah. Hey, man, hey, that's why when the fire, when you get close to a fire, you move. Now, I like it for a little while. I'll, I'll get close, warm myself up. But, uh, you know, you get too close to it after a while, you got to turn around because it gets a little warm on one side and, and uh, you get more done than one side. Uh, but you let it touch you. Let, let, a, let it just a little flame start touching you. Oh, whoa. It's the first reaction. I want to. I want to get away from it. I. 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 I want to cool down. But the Holy Ghost fire is different. The Bible said our God is a consuming fire. You want to know why folks get jealous and why folks not jealous, but they when they backslide and 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 they and they talk against the flame. They talk against the fire. You know why? Because they've just been scarred. They didn't want to be consumed by the fire. They just want to touch. They just, just a little warm up, but you get too close to it. If you don't allow it to consume you, you walk away with a scar. You walk away with, look at what that Holy Ghost did to me. Look at what my response did, but you didn't respond all the way. Well, praise God. I can talk about that with backsliders. I can talk about that with sinners. Uh, when somebody comes and they first get the Holy Ghost, uh, man, they are responding uh, all the way. There ain't any more, well, God, I hope I get the Holy Ghost. I'll just kind of mumble for Jesus. Uh, when they get desperate, uh, just like everybody in this building, uh, you begin to cry out, God, uh, consume me. God, uh, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. Just get me to the fire. I don't want to be around it. I want it to come down on the inside. You know what our problem is sometimes today? Folks get the Holy Ghost. Folks do get the, they'll talk in tongues. But they don't get it. And I don't know how to say it any better in any other way, but it's, they, they get an experience of tongue talking. And I'm certainly not going to say that ain't the real thing. I know some folks do. God bless you. you that's between you and God. Let me just tell you something. There's folks in denominal world, they ain't got all the truth. They get the Holy Ghost over there. We got some folks, oh, they ain't get the real Holy Ghost. That's crazy. Hey, before the, before the UPC and independence and all that stuff came around, there was folks getting the Holy Ghost out on farms. They didn't know what it was. Uh, but a preacher came and said, hey, you need to talk in tongues and get the Holy Ghost. Man, I got that over there. I didn't know what it was. 
Now there's a little revelation that comes. Man, you need to be baptized in Jesus. Every person that I've talked to that got it in a denominal world, when they came to a, a, a Pentecostal church, a truth-believing church, every one of them have said, man, I had it there. I speak in the same tongues here, but since I got the revelation of who Jesus is, it's different. What is it? It's the fire. I said, it's the fire. There's something different uh, about what I got. You got the Holy Ghost, uh, but there ain't nothing like getting a revelation of who Jesus is. There ain't nothing like knowing what the fire is. Uh, It's not just an experience. Uh, It's God uh, coming down into our hearts. What's your response to the fire? And so, folks, now I'm just going to tell you, everybody's testimonies of how they got the Holy Ghost is, is all fascinating to me. I got the Holy Ghost on accident. That's true. For three years, from six to nine years old, I sought for the Holy Ghost. And, and what I, ended up, I either got migraine headaches or I got a spanking. Because I'd go down the altars and I'd cry and I'd pray. And if I cried too hard, I'd get a headache. And then other times I'd look around and I'd see other folks get the Holy Ghost or get a blessing. Fire'd get on them, man. They'd fall out talking in tongues. They'd start dancing. Well, I'd try and do that. And my mom said, you're mocking and just playing church down there. So I'd get a beating when I got home. So when I got the Holy Ghost, I was somewhere between 9 and 10. Now, a lot of folks, they say, well, I know, I know the date. I know this. I just know it was a Wednesday night church service. Pre-service prayer. And we got out of our car, and there was a man that got out of his couple spaces over, and he was screaming in pain. Ah! I mean, he was screaming. He had pain going on, had cancer of some sort. And it so touched my heart that I ran from my car. I ran to the front of the church. I knelt down at an altar or at the pew, sobbing that God would touch that man. And the next thing I knew, I was talking in tongues. I wasn't really seeking the Holy Ghost. Uh, May, I can't tell you what it was. Uh, I'm just telling you, uh, when I was broken uh, and I wasn't concerned about anything else uh, and I was actually praying for somebody else, God let the liberty of the Holy Ghost uh, come out a young kid. What is your response to the fire? What makes somebody begin to worship God and lift their hands? What makes someone begin to run and dance and shout? The fire starts moving on them. And they got to make a decision. Do I want to be consumed by it or just touch? Who? Oh, that's, that's good. I like that. And so... And so I'm going to just give you some other scriptures so you know I'm studying. I, I, I'm studying. I want you to think I just get a verse and just preach something off it. So the deal is, is Jesus came, the, the, or John the Baptist said Jesus was coming to baptize with the Holy Ghost. The only problem is in three and a half years, or three years, whatever you want, whoever, whoever's teaching the subject, three to three and a half years of his ministry. The only problem is he never filled anybody with the Holy Ghost. Nobody got the Holy Ghost while Jesus was on the earth. So that means either A, John didn't know what he was talking about. B, Jesus didn't know what John was talking about. 
or see. They both knew what they was talking about. Uh, it was just coming in a different manner than what they thought. Jesus gets up in one place uh, in John chapter 3 uh, and he talks to a man that's a religious man and he says to Nicodemus it's one of the funniest stories in the Bible to me Nicodemus comes at night the Bible says there was a man named Nicodemus ruler of the Jews same came to Jesus by night saith unto him if you're looking says, uh, it's in John chapter 3 the same saith unto him master uh, rabbi we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou do except God be with him little lip service and he comes at nighttime. Why you go at nighttime? So nobody knows I'm there. So God thought it was really cool to write it in the Word of God so the rest of the world for eternity would know that the dude came at nighttime so nobody would know. You better be careful. I'm going to do it in secret. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost in secret. I'm going to get, let me tell you something. You don't get this in secret. You don't get consumed by the fire in secret. You may get it away from everybody else, but when you walk in the joint, everybody's going to know. They got something happening. There's something different. The next time the service comes, my hands are up. What grace is your hand? I've been consumed. My response to the fire is one that says, God, I, I want you to consume me every chance I have. So Jesus says, Jesus says, now, I mean, Nicodemus, he gave all that but flowery words to, to Jesus and how, how what a good guy he was. And Jesus didn't even say, he didn't even have the courtesy to say, thank you, you're right, I like you, I love you, nothing. He, didn't say, he just said, hey, look, barely, barely, I said, he said, man, be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Huh? After all the compliments I gave you, that's all you're going to tell me. So, Nicodemus, being the smart fellow that he is, says, ah, oh, well, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Well, there's a whole lot of folks glad that ain't the plan of salvation. That's the only, he's a natural man trying to figure out spiritual things. And it doesn't make sense, this born again stuff. How in the world? All I know is a natural birth. How's it going to work any other way? Well, I got to let, now see, if Jesus had just stopped right there, just be born again. You come up with any way you wanted to to be saved. You could come up with accept Jesus as your personal Savior. You could come up with the thief on the cross. And, and if the, you know, I, I, I always end up, I get a kick out of that. Now, you all probably hear this again sometime during this revival. Uh, and repetition is the essence of learning and revelation. Uh, and, so, and so I just get a kick out of it. Folks go, well, what about the man on the cross? I mean, you know, he was there and the Lord said this day. Okay, fine. Then let's rewind it and put you on the cross. If you want that to be the plan of salvation, then you go hang on a cross. Let's see if Jesus shows up. That wasn't a plan of salvation. That worked for that man because there was a dispensation Jesus was bridging. But he had a fire to come. And he had been telling everybody about it. Hey, in John 7, he stood up and said, Oh, on that day, that great day of the feast, uh, he said, Ha, ah, if any man thirst, uh, let him come unto me. And out of his belly shall flow rivers uh, of living water. That's why church, when we're preaching, that's why at a time of revival, it's not enough just to get one touch during the service, but you gotta be pushing every service. 
I said there has to be a put. God, uh, uh, my body's tired. Uh, but you know what, Brother Hilton? Uh, somebody else uh, may be looking for you to get consumed. Uh, and the fire jumps over on them. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Holy Ghost. Not yet, come. Then you get over to John 21. Jesus is resurrected now. Still hasn't given anybody the Holy Ghost. John 20, 21 in there. It's where he appears to the, to the disciples. And this is where Benny Hinn and a whole bunch of them other bozos get goofy. Now I'm just going to tell you, to get the Holy Ghost, it is a, it's a violation of your personal space, which is one reason why folks resist the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because you have to open up yourself and let God have control of you. It's your tongue. You can stop it. But you have to let God come into you and speak through you. No wonder if people aren't comfortable with that experience. No wonder they'll say, oh, you don't have to get the Holy Ghost that way. No wonder they'll say, yeah, no, no, that's not, you know, you can just, just accept Jesus, just, just blow on you. Now, I see folks blow on folks, and they fall down sometimes, probably because it's bad breath. You know how it is. You've been around somebody, and they, come, they keep coming, and, and you kind of just try to, you know, and they, they insist on coming. You're just trying to, and you don't want to say something, you pick, you know, you get some mints, you know, try and get one. Would you like one? Oh, no, no, I'm good. No, no, you're deceived. <laughs> Here, take the. It's a violation of personal space. <laughs> That's what happens. You know what? There's folks, even after they get the Holy Ghost, have a problem with this. You know, there, there's, there's folks that will actually say, well, once you get the Holy Ghost, it's not really necessary to talk in tongues afterwards. Well, I just, you know, every once in a while, I, some, 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 um, I'm, I'm going to use a Bible word. They're ignorant. They have let their carnal reasoning dictate their spiritual relationship. They, they have let, well, I, I spoke in tongues once here. I spoke in tongues over there. And it's been, but it's been so long since you've been consumed by the fire again. Now, right here where I'm preaching, I know, I know for a fact I'm talking to a couple of saints. Good people. Love God. But it's been a while since you have really been consumed by the fire. You have been touched. You even like the services. And you like the revival. And you come and, and you kind of like me. You're not certain if you like me or not. And right now I really don't care. Because I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to try to get some folks into a relationship with God. Like it's not been in a long time. I'm trying to get you to a place where you respond to the word of God. Where nothing else matters. But let me be responding to the fire. And let it be consuming me. But here's the deal. The most frustrating part of preaching. I'm a painter by trade. I, 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 I've went and painted things. I've never had, I've never, unless I did something wrong, I've never had sheetrock come off the wall by itself. I've never had the paint decide to turn colors right in the middle. I'm, I don't want to be this color. I never had it. But you can have that with dealing with people. And you're preaching the word of God. And God will not allow a preacher to force anybody into the fire. 
God won't allow a prayer. I can't take on. I can't, I can't grab a hold of it for you. It's got to come from deep down within that says, God, uh, more than anything, uh, I want to respond uh, in a way uh, like I've never responded before. Uh, I want to respond. I'm just going to tell you, you know what causes some of these? Uh, they keep standing up. They keep moving. Uh, and, and some folks go, well, I wish I had a relationship like that. And others go, I wish they did shut up, shut up and sit down. We get out of here. Oh, don't, don't make any. Now, I, I'm just telling you, that's here. It's here. And I ain't going to go looking for it, trying to feel after the Holy Ghost and call everybody out. I can do that if God wants to, but I don't know what he's going to do. Most times, I'm just going to tell you something. A lot of times when God starts calling people out, it's almost too late for them. You know what he does that a lot of times for? It's for everybody else to know it's real. God knows it's his church, and I'm going to reveal something. But most folks that get called out and all that kind of stuff, they don't make it. You know why? Because it's a last-ditch effort trying to grab them, and most of them are already hard. Oh, they might, they might respond to the fire, but they do so out of fear. They do so out of some respect for a preacher. But if that's all you got, it ain't working. It ain't going to be long before you're finding your way on the outside of the fire, and you're going to go find some other place to cool down. But those that get it down deep in their heart, the moment they know, God, it's getting a little cool, give me the fire. Give me the fire. Put it right here. Don't let me get too cool. I ain't looking to be cool. I'm looking to be consumed. No wonder the scripture said, present your body a living sacrifice. If I'll get on the altar daily, he's gonna consume me daily. Do I have to talk in tongues? That's an ignorant statement. I have the privilege to do it. God, when I get the Holy Ghost, that's God Almighty who once walked this earth as a man has ascended and he takes that spirit because God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth and when you really put yourself on the altar the spirit says I'm going to consume you with my spirit and when the spirit really comes in you'll begin to talk in tongues but it's not just talking in tongues like the charismatics do where you can talk in tongues and walk back out and smoke your cigarette and talk in tongues and walk back out and go to a bar and talk in tongues and walk back out and go lying and talk in tongues. Yeah. Say, Brother Savala, has that ever happened in your church or, or in your life? I'm going to tell you what, I, it has happened with me. When I was first coming back to God, man, I'd talk in tongues and there were some issues that I still had problems with. Boy, so I got here. I mean, I was saved. I was trying to be. But the more that you come to the altar, watch this Holy Ghost and fire. Fire is a what? Purging agent. You know why some folks in our world today, they'll, get the, they'll talk in tongues. But brother, they really don't talk in tongues. They don't submit to God long enough to let the Holy Ghost burn things out of them. 
That's why I like to see in services uh, during revival, I like to see young people uh, that are that are laid out in the Holy Ghost and, and married couples laid out in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I'm going to tell you what, when you're laid out uh, and talking in tongues, uh, the fire uh, is burning some things in uh, and it's burning some things out. We talk about years ago, and I've been, I've been privileged to see it a few times in revival, but years ago, folks, when they got the Holy Ghost, uh, they talk in tongues for hours. Uh, sometimes it'd be, it'd be almost days. Uh, and brother, when they got back uh, in the spirit of, of just everyday life, uh, there was things uh, that was burned out of them. Uh, there was play, I don't want to go that no more. Uh, I don't want to wear that no more. They hadn't even heard it from a preacher. I said nobody even said anything, uh, but the Spirit got to burden. We need a baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, in every Pentecostal church. Not just talking tongues for a few minutes, uh, but brother, sister, when was the last time you prayed uh, until the Holy Ghost burned? What's your response to the fire going to be? What's your response to the fire going to be? That's what I mean. That's what I mean right here. Well, that's right. I agree. I believe that. Well, we've been having good service, Brother Savala. Well, that's I mean, I mean, do we have to push? It's the only reason why I'm here. That's it. Trying to help God's people get to another place and sinners get consumed by the Holy Ghost. That's it. I don't care how long you've lived for God. I don't care how pure and holy you think you are. Well, I don't go here and I don't do this. And, and look, I've had the Holy Ghost forever. Yeah, when was the last time you shook under the power of the Holy Ghost? When was the last time you just got inebriated in the Spirit and you didn't care what time it was? You didn't care what was going on? Let me just tell you, I've had the privilege to see some of what I'm going to talk about. I told you about that revival years ago. It marked me. It marked me for life. I saw, I saw the church that, that we was at, uh, my wife and I at that time was running around 600 folks. Uh, and, 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 and they, kids, 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 your age, London, and, 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 and your brother, your name just slipped my mind. Your, your ages, and, 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 and Brody back there, uh, your ages, the kids, the Holy Ghost was moving so strong in that place uh, that children uh, were falling out talking in tongues. Uh, and it was so fast, uh, we were having to take them uh, and set them on top of the, on top of the altar because they're just falling as the wind begin to blow across the place. I don't care if somebody believes it or not. I was there. I saw it. I was one of those picking them up. I'll never be the same. So I expect the same thing. If my God could do it then, it's just gonna have all he's looking for is people that want to be consumed. You get that happening enough, uh, sinners will walk in the back door. Uh, hands start raised. Uh, tears flying down their face. Uh, they'll start hitting the thing before they even get to an altar. 
consumed. It's consumed. What's your response to the fire going to be? You begin to worship God in such a way. I'm thinking, y'all go ahead and be seated. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be just a few more minutes. I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost wants to put here. I know there's, there's a couple that need the Holy Ghost here. And they can't get the Holy Ghost. It's not hard to get the Holy Ghost. If you just get hungry, if you'll just listen to this preacher, I can't do it for you though. I can't make anybody get the Holy Ghost. I cannot give the Holy Ghost. I understand all kinds. There's all kinds of, of, of distractions. And, and, and there's, 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 if someone said, well, what, what, how to, how, what, what's the major things you've encountered, Brother Savala, for folks not get the Holy Ghost? Three things. One, they're not repented. If you do not truly repent, you're not going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Second is there's doubt. And that manifests itself often and I'm just not worthy. They do repent, but there's this feel I'm not worthy. Why would God even do it for me? And, and there's a doubt. And when you talk to them and you get them past that, they'll get the Holy Ghost. Third thing is distractions. I've seen folks, I mean, they start stammering lips and all of a sudden they just get distracted. It reminds me of the story. There, there was a lady in a certain church used to help people pray through the Holy Ghost. She didn't go lay hands on them, but, but she, and their God just uses certain people to help folks get the Holy Ghost. And, and there was this one man, Pastor, he'd been praying for the Holy Ghost. He was an older man. He'd been praying for the Holy Ghost for a long time. And so, and so people would pray for him, and he'd get stammering lips, and then he'd stop. And so he got done praying, and he was kneeling, and that lady was just sitting there like this. And he looks up at her, she said, you really want the Holy Ghost? Yeah, I really do. Well, then what's your problem? I don't know. Have you repented? Uh-huh. Well, what, what's happened? The Holy Ghost all over you start stammering. He said, I don't know. He said, I start, he said, I'll feel the Holy Ghost start moving on me. And I, and I want to talk in tongues. I can feel it. He said, it then, said my dentures, they, they pinch the inside of my cheek every time. She said, well, my God, man, you can get your Holy Ghost without your teeth. Take them out, put them on the altar. He did put them on the altar, put his hands back up there, fell over talking in tongues. You got to get rid of the distractions and the doubts and all of the stuff and say, God, I just want to be consumed. And you got to stay there long enough. God, God, I'm doing the dead level best I can. You're going to have to help us. I'm not interested in just preaching, have very pop up like popcorn and have a little hot and then everybody go home. I'm not interested in that. There, there's too many needs and other things that are here. To just have a have a little good service. Go on and all that has its place. Jeff Queen, best man in my wedding. One of the men that's most responsible for me coming back to the Lord. He was a friend for almost almost two years, worked with me as a backslider. Jeff, big old, big old black brother, my friend, passed on in 2000, 
16. Jeff. It didn't matter. Jeff was always, he was, it seemed like he was always about two paychecks from bankruptcy. I'm just telling you. He wasn't a bad money man, just, just life stuff happened. Most faithful man in the church. He just always, whatever needed to be done, him and his wife was going to be there. I mean, when, when they, when he never preached a message. He taught discipleship a few times. When, when he, on his funeral, there was over 800 folks at that funeral. And when the pastor got up and said, how many of you did Jeff Queen and either, either teach a Bible study or, or he was your friend and, and a counselor? Three quarters of the church stood. Had a lot of a lot of opposition. His whole, his whole walking with God. But you know where you found him? Virtually every service. He was either going to be at the altar getting something for himself and consume. And I can see him to this day. He'd get down. He 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 gets the, the, the power, the fire of the Lord would come on so strong. He'd finally just drop to his knees and he'd just do this. He was either doing that for himself or praying somebody through the Holy Ghost. I couldn't tell. He's the one that challenged me coming out of a prayer room one time. He said, hey, he said, he said, Joe, I want to, I want to give you a challenge. I said, what's that? He said, let's leave the prayer room early, about five, ten minutes before service. He said, I want to see how many folks that we can each greet that's new here. He said, then keep an eye on them throughout the service. And when God starts moving on them, you go find them and let's pray them through. When the fire starts falling, start looking around. I don't always need it for myself. There's an element that I ought to come in already fired up. Well, there is an element of that. I, I don't, I shouldn't have to always be taken up. I ought to be able to have it out there. And when I get in here, I'm on fire already. I said, I'm already on fire. I ain't got to wait for the music. I, I ain't got to wait for that. I've already been consumed. Then I can help somebody else. Then I can help light somebody else. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, church. I'm sorry. I'm just marked by too many examples. I had too much fire around me. I was born in the fire. Somebody said, I just can't settle for the smoke. I want to see. I want to see the fire in this church. Oh, good church, good church. Ah, you understand? I know your pastor. High uh, respect and admiration, but I'm talking about set on fire, like it's never been before. Not because of an evangelist. They're saying to Joseph, "I can't bring the fire. I can't do any of that stuff. I'm just giving you the word of God." It's just another voice that comes with great faith that all God's looking for is somebody to respond to the fire like they never have before. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what it looks like. So Brother Savala, I wait. This sounds so spiritual. Until the Spirit moves me. I don't want it I don't want it to be in the flesh. Well, that sounds spiritual, but that's dingy. 
I ain't never seen a spirit move. If the spirit inside Joseph Allah moves, Joseph Allah moves. He ain't never gonna see a spirit over here. Well, we want I want I want God to move like an angel's gonna come down there. Somebody touch me. Must have been the foot of the Lord. So how that works. Hey, there's a whole lot of time, and your pastor knows this. There's times, man, you're fighting hell and everything else, uh, fighting your own flesh uh, all day long, and you gotta come as a preacher, uh, and you gotta get up here behind the pulpit, and you don't feel like the fire's been hardly on you all day. Uh, matter of fact, you've been fired up with a lot of other stuff, uh, but you know over there is sister so-and-so, and she's about ready uh, to have all kinds of problems. Uh, and over here's another one, and if I walk up there and I'm not set on fire somewhere, uh, it's gonna be bad for them. So somewhere I grab a hold of something in God. God consume me not just for my own salvation but to help somebody else. Ha! Well, I'll do it when I feel it. There's a whole lot of times I don't feel it. But if I start doing it, I, I begin to feel the fire. I begin to feel a response. Something begins to happen. I'm not certain what else to do. Very rarely do I tell people what to do unless I absolutely know the Holy Ghost instructed me to do something. I'm not a good-looking cheerleader, and I'm not going to sit there and try and manufacture people's response. Something's got to come from deep down. Some of us are so used to crying. You just cry. You know the Lord talks about a whole bunch of other ways to praise God. Your crying is really just a way for you to get around doing anything else. Oh, I'm, I, 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 I'm not even going to qualify what I'm saying right now. I know for a fact it's right. Well, I just, man, let, let's all worship and praise God. Oh, I'm going to get down and I'll start crying and boo-hooing. There's not one word in your Bible. There's one word for this praise, but there are seven major words that that denotes in your Bible. Not a one of them means to get down and bow down and, and, and cry. 
Shabbat. Throw your hands out in an extent. I got a whole message on. I won't even attempt to get there. To dance before the Lord. To clap your hands with all your mind. To shout with a loud voice. Those are all, that's all what it means. But man, I'm going to get locked over here and I'll, find, I'll, I'll hide away. God, I see, God, I, I don't want to preach like this. I, Lord, I, I, I want to, I want to, Lori, I'm really, I'm just being honest. I'm trying, I'm trying to reach for you. And, and, and I love you. God loves you more than I do. He died for you. And the Holy Ghost is all over you. But the Holy Ghost is trying to do some other things here too. So if you'll just reach for God with all your heart, God will consume you here tonight. But I can't do it for you. But you're doing good. I'm so glad you're here. Don't want to embarrass you. I just want you to know. Because there's folks here that think, well, just go after her. But I'm not here to just go after you. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is, though. God's here to meet every need. He wants to bring peace to you. And what I mean by go after is, man, man, she needs the Holy Ghost. So go preach to her. Well, I'm preaching to everybody. There's others here. You need to be so consumed. We want revival. I'm telling you, this is revival. I have preached enough revivals to know exactly when the Holy Ghost is moving and trying to get a response from some of us. God has moved upon some of you. And I'm going to name a couple things here. And I'm not naming them just to get you to do them. I'm just going to name them. You're going to have to do something with it. And it's going to be more than just in this service. But God's moved upon some of you to really begin to respond in a demonstrative way. And you know what we do? Do it. The guy's a nut. But we approach the Lord like that. I would that men everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Men lost in the presence of God. Men that know how just worshiping God. When was the last time, sir, that you just begin to worship God in such a way? That the Holy Ghost fire just consumed. You begin to go in circles. Before you do, you was dead. Well, my leg hurts. Well, I got this problem. Well, I got you. Come up with all the excuses you want to. His name slips my mind right now. But, but, but my wife, no. He, was a, he had been an assistant pastor. And... Uh, and he had, he's in his early 50s. In the, in the prime, really, of his life, and, and things was moving, looking like he was going to go pastor a church. Man, just seemed like a lot of neat things. Had a massive stroke. He was a man, brother, that I was told, man, whatever needed to be done at church as an assistant, he was the man. 
just faithful. Massive stroke. In a wheelchair. His wife jumped front and never left. Can't move. He's got one arm. We, I'd spend a little time with him after I got to know him. We'd play chess, and he'd, he'd just kind of uh, uh, tell me what to do. What to do. That's all of his hands. This one's all shriveled up. This had hit that wheelchair. If you saw him coming in the church building, I'd walk up and say, Brother, man, it's so good to see you. How you doing? Ah. Love Jesus. And we got folks that come with all their faculties. And you got to encourage them all the time. You got to pump them up. Hey, come on, would you get on fire? Come on, come on, would you do so? Come on, would you, would you shout with a loud voice? Come on, would you? He'd come down to the front. Uh, and while I would watch young couples uh, and all the other folks uh, that come in from work, uh, and I'm talking, I, I'm not knocking. I've been there, done it, I understand. But I'm telling you, I've been marked by what I've seen. I've been marked by men like, like this man that would come and his wife would roll him down to the front. Uh, he couldn't run no more. He couldn't jump no more. He couldn't lift his hands no more. He'd sit there uh, and he'd beat uh, that thing. Uh, Jesus, uh, he talking tugs a little bit. Uh, tears running down his face, uh, and just a couple of pews behind him, while the fire's falling on this brother. You know what drives me? is seeing God's people uh, that have been once on fire uh, and now uh, it's just settled down to some members. Uh, no, I ain't backslid. Uh, no, I'm still here. Uh, but when was the last time uh, it was really set on fire? We've been having good services. I know we have. And God's trying to help it, not just to be a service that's good, uh, but to get us to a level, because he has a harvest uh, that's coming into this place. Let me just tell you something. Sunday night, before Pastor and I talked, I don't know if I said it last night, but I am going to say it again here tonight if I did. All I know is this Sunday morning while I was praying, and we had already talked about possibly going on. But in my mind, I was like, God, I, I, I'm not interested to sit here preaching and just have a good message. I want to see some folks get the Holy Ghost and all of that. And last night, as I was standing right there, the Lord said, you stay until it breaks. So, as long as you're pastor and it works out, I'm staying till it breaks. If you think that I was just excited about just last night, and thank God for the move of God, God's got so much more, but he's looking for a group of people to catch on fire like they've never caught on fire before. He's waiting uh, for young people. Uh, he's waiting uh, for a band practice uh, to erupt uh, in praise and worship uh, and fire uh, before a service even starts. Uh, he's waiting uh, for young ladies uh, to just begin to worship God uh, and lost in the spirit. He's waiting uh, for our older elders uh, that you've been faithful and been around here a long time to be consumed again. 
not just for a service. Come on, Baba. Come on, Daddy. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't just come down here and stand and do the same thing you always do. If you're going to come down here, you come down here responding with everything you got. You let the fire consume you. Oh, thank God for a young man. Brody, Brody, you begin to cry out to God like you did for that dollar. You go ahead and start right now, son. Come on, what you're feeling uh, is the anointing and power of the Holy Ghost, uh, but it's gotta come to you. Uh, I cannot give it. Shout unto God uh, with a voice uh, of triumph. Uh, shout unto God uh, with a voice of triumph. Praise him in the dance. Uh, praise him with string instruments. Uh, praise him uh, with all the heart. Come on, sisters. Uh, break through uh, to what God has for you. What's your response going to be tonight? What's your response going to be tonight? Brother, sister, come out if you want to. Come out. You're part of it. Come out. You're in the body. Come out. Come out. Come out. There's times uh, of refreshing. <laughs> 